My name is Kolea. My pronouns are they, them, there. Hi, my name is Bex, and my pronouns are she and her. Awesome. And this is another installation in the Queer Parents series for Namaste Podcast. So thank you so much, Beck, for joining. It's a pleasure. Um, so let's see. Um, you are around someone who um, gives you access to sweets. If you had to be a dessert what dessert would you be hmm i would definitely be cheesecake okay yes um it's very versatile it's yummy um yeah you can dress it up it can be plain you can fry it you bake it yeah (laughs) you can fry it (laughs) It's just yummy. It's great. It's a classic. So that's what I would definitely. Okay. Do you have a favorite uh, flavor of cheesecake? No, I just like plain. Oh, really? Yeah, just plain cheesecake. I respect that. Yeah. So it's yummy. Yeah. Cheesecake is a good option. I'm very lactose intolerant. Not very, but I am lactose intolerant. But cheesecake, I I still eat cheesecake. I mean, yeah. (laughs) Let's be honest. Um, Okay. I like that. I think that I would be an overly complicated dessert. Oh. Okay. So, like, have you ever seen, um, it's probably, like, internet humor or something where people will, like, instead of saying it's pizza, they'll be like, you have um, a baked dough with, (laughs) you know, um, pulverized tomatoes and you know cow juice cultured cow juice or some shit like that and it's just pizza i think i would be something like that where someone tried to just do the fucking most and you ended up with like a strawberry shortcake you know like (laughs) like, they were like we use all the best ingredients and it's just like this is a very basic cake um yeah just something and then they tried to like razzle dazzle it by like making like a cool design with some caramel i don't know just so i so something like that uh absolutely it sounds amazing (laughs) yeah it's probably gonna be delicious but you're like why am i like why did you not just say this was like a strawberry shortcake or you know whatever (laughs) so yeah a strawberry compote on a sponge cake and it's yeah. it's a strawberry shortcake just yeah. with some whipped cream on top yeah um i'm obviously craving a strawberry shortcake right now um but yeah <laughs> that's i think what i would be so um beck what is your part your job your identity in the community um so i am queer and i am black um so my part in the community, I would like to consider myself just a guide, just Ooh. a general guide. Um, I'm not here to persuade anyone. They should live a certain way or be or be a certain way. But absolutely, um, I think that a guide would be the correct term to use. I love that. Okay. 
Do you, um, follow-up question for that, do you have a particular guidance style? Um, so within the community, it's more of like the network that I have. Okay. So within that, um, you know, just having general conversations, I always, you know, within the conversations that I do have with individuals, um, you know, I ask them, am I just a listening ear or am I here for, you know, to help out, Mm -hmm. to guide? Um, and so, Yeah. yeah, I usually just take it from there. Um, and so it's just really mm, non-judgmental and being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. So I think that is like the two components that help me with guidance. Okay. I love, yeah. love, love that. <laughs> um, so, um, how does this being, um, and you, you have children, so you are, Absolutely. you are a parent to human children and you have a dog child as well did i make that up okay (laughs) he's right here actually staring at me like Like, who are you talking to (laughs) why aren't you looking at me (laughs) Uh, i love that yeah um and so um how does being a guide being black um queer a parent um, inform your wellness and self care needs. Um. So when I am, well, with being a parent, self care definitely a must. Um, yeah. I know, and actually, none of my close friends have children, so mm-hmm. it's just like. They ask me all the time, how do I do it? And it's all strictly because of self-care. Um, having that time to myself and coming back to being back, getting centered helps me be a guide for others. Um, and I would like to think of parenthood as actually not being a parent as much, mm-hmm. being a guide for children. Yeah. Um, my children. <laughs> Some children. But yeah. my children. <laughs> Specifically, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, Abel and Ezra, they're very different from one, from one another. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's how I really coined being a guy rather than a parent. Because, you know, if I stuck to this certain, these certain boundaries or limits mm-hmm. with guiding them, um, it would probably drive me crazy. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> and so within learning what self-care was, I can teach and pass that along to them. Um, so, yeah, I hope I answered your question. I don't know if I did or not. <laughs> well, I, I love that. I mean, you mentioned like the self-care aspect of it. Like you have to take care of yourself in order to be able to guide your children, to guide other people. Um, right. I think that's something that a lot of, um, especially like, black people especially like black parents mm-hmm. um i think forget and like or aren't maybe aren't um allowed from others and allowed by themselves to be able to really like take care of themselves i i mean i think of like just my parents growing up i'm the eldest and them not taking care of themselves and how it affected me, you know, and I'm just, I didn't ask to be here, you know, (laughs) I'm just a kid, you know, doing the best I can. But so I think that's wonderful that you recognize that 
you have to take care of yourself um, in order to be able to literally do anything for anyone else. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, do you feel like that was something that you always kind of knew about yourself that you needed to take care of yourself or was it something that you like learned? It was 100% learned. Um, mm-hmm. I kept having anxiety attacks. Okay. Um, with especially 2020, well, 1920, mm-hmm. going into the um, pandemic. Yeah. So everyone's life was altered and shift. So I'm like, why am I feeling so overwhelmed? And, you know, I don't have, I don't really have to leave my house, you know. So it's just the shift of responsibilities plus being a parent and then I'm just feeling overwhelmed so getting back to your authentic self is the key or basically why self-care is needed um and so when I learned what my cues were what my triggers were um and so a cue was having panic attacks Mm -hmm. and I just said like wait I need a routine I, everything is about Bull and Ezra, which are my children, mm-hmm. and everything can't be about them. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times, being a black mom, um, you know, it's like this thing where everything is supposed to be about your children. That's what I was taught. That's how yeah. I was raised. Yeah. And it's kind of, well, it's very, I would say, a toxic trait <laughs> to yes. have in parenthood um, because everything is unrealistic. Everything can't be about children mm-hmm. when you're also human as well mm-hmm. so just finding that balance and not feeling guilty that's what I struggle with okay feeling about caring for myself it sounds so silly right <laughs> no but I think that's I mean because I think the outside world does that a lot where they're just like you're like and I I have I do have some friends who have kids and mm-hmm. um I admire them for a different style parenting from what a lot of our parents did where they're Mm -hmm. like, yeah, like I love my kid and they're just everything, but also they're not everything. And I'm about to go out here and have a good time. Like I was literally hanging out with a mom last night and she was having, and she has like a, she's an infant. Like the baby's months old, adorable, just all the whole, the whole family. Right. But like, and she was out there shaking her ass, getting her life high as a kite, you know, just like, but she was like, and she was like, this is so important. Like, obviously I love my child, but like, I was a full person before this child came, you know, like I was a whole human being who had a life and experiences Mm -hmm. and friends and wants and needs. And I, I'm not just going to not like that does that stuff doesn't go away whenever you become a parent. Yeah. And I think once we, um, gain self care, it sets a good example for your children, Mm -hmm. you know, because our parents, um, self-neglect, or at least I did. Mm-hmm. And they didn't take out time for themselves. And in the long run, it created childhood trauma. So just showing Abel and Ezra healthy ways um, and just healthy routines, mm-hmm. it's a great example. So when I when guilt starts to slip in, I think of that like, no, like they need to understand. And I'm very honest and um blunt with Abel and Ezra, you know, when I have to walk away or mommy needs a moment, 
to myself mm-hmm. or, you know, this is mommy's time. I'm working, you know, just communicating with them and not leaving them out, you yeah. know, um, because they, of course, they're still a part of my life, but you have to set boundaries with everyone. Yeah. Um, set boundaries with your children. Cause if that weren't the case, they would do everything with me. They would, you know, <laughs> where are we going? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and, and I, I definitely agree. It does teach, um, kids about boundaries that's not something i heard of until i was an adult we can just tell people no like did you know right like yikes you know but like i didn't know because um you know i grew up with both my parents were black i grew up just with black family members and like and my mom was very 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 set on and i think she was trying to get me to not be selfish mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. to share and mm-hmm. to be considerate of, of other people. And all of those are wonderful personality traits. But the way that she did it was almost like an overcorrection. Mm-hmm. And she basically told me, and, and this is not like this is not a paraphrase. These are like the words that she used that you must regard others needs and wants as higher than yours. Oh, wow. Yeah. So like, and that's something that I still struggle with at my big age of 33, where I'm yeah. like, Kalea, are you doing an unnecessary, like um, making an unnecessary sacrifice? Yeah. Or are you really just being like, oh, like I can, I'm fine. Like I can put, you know, I can pause my shit for a second because this mm-hmm. is obviously higher priority. Is mm-hmm. it actually higher priority or am I just shitting on my own, my own needs and wants? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and she believed that that was like the right way and like the biblical way i can't see mm-hmm. my eye roll um but like the biblical way um and would always push me to do that with you know anyone with my family with my friends i have a couple of younger siblings with my younger siblings and it would always really baffle me and so to be able to see like you know your mom setting boundaries even with people who i know you love abel and ezra <laughs> they're mm-hmm. fucking wonderful yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but also being like now is not the time or mm-hmm. you know this is what we're doing this is what a boundary looks like this is me taking care of myself i don't think i really t- saw my parents taking care of themselves mm-hmm. um yeah. here. that didn't include me like right like Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go see a movie, but you're not invited. Mm-hmm. And it's not because yeah. I don't love you, but it's just because you don't, one, need to see this movie. And, like, I want to do this for myself. That wasn't really something I saw a lot of. Absolutely. And so yeah. I love that you're showing that and exercising that because I think a lot of us don't have, have to learn self-care for ourselves because our parents never taught us that what that looks like for ourselves. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Um. So yeah, next, um, when do you know that you need to engage in self-care? Um, and so I'm listening, I'm, I'm listening, but I have to go get a hair tie. Okay, I'm, you're fine. Yeah, so keep the pocket. So I know when I need to engage in self-care, when I feel myself being disconnected from the authentic Beck. Okay. Um, so... Just, for me, it's definitely feeling overwhelmed. 
Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, I'm overwhelmed, but where is this feeling coming from? Ooh. Um, that's the question of the year. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So where are these feelings coming from? And that's how I would partake in self-care. Okay. Because I have different um, routines and different um, things I do for self-care depending uh-huh. on what the need is. Okay. So let okay. me make sure I understand. You realize that you're feeling overwhelmed. You realize you're feeling like not authentically you. Um you try to figure out what it is that caused you to kind of get in this state. And based off of that, you like practice self-care. Absolutely. That's amazing. I would love to hear more about that. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's so great. Cause I, I, I think sometimes we do like a blanket, a blanket, like self-care looks like bubble baths and journaling and I don't know, going on a jog. Not for me personally, I'm not jogging, but like, that's a thing, right? But, like, if that's not the type of self-care that you need, if you really need to stretch or smoke or something, then, yeah, that's amazing. So I would love to hear more about that, please. Yeah, so um, I think it's, like, trendy now. Like, self-care is like, ooh, like, Mm -hmm. you know, this thing that just happened. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And so, you know, people forget the beauty of self-care that it's so, like, different for many people. Mm -hmm. It's an individual um, regimen that you can have right. so um so yesterday I felt of course overwhelmed and you know just feeling I'm like why do I feel overwhelmed because I'm like nervous and I'm like upset mm-hmm. so it may sound insane um, but I sat in my car in my garage and I just yelled for like 15 minutes Ooh, I love that for <laughs> you yeah so I just I yelled and, you know, and then, um, I prayed. Mm-hmm. may sound like, you know, passive aggressive, you know, really? <laughs> yeah, passive so aggressive? Like, <laughs> like, I don't know. It just may sound like that's a weird combination, but that's what I needed. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I did. And it, and it doesn't have to look the same each day. Every time you feel like you need to partake or engage in self care. Mm-hmm. However, um, you know, that's one thing that I do, or instead of yelling or screaming, sometimes I sing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. Okay. Do you, um, so in like, in realizing that you need to engage self care, do you try to do it as more of like a preventative measure or as a reactive measure? Absolutely um, preventative. Okay. Um, because I would, I like to have a daily routine. So I have a daily, like, self-care routine that I do. Okay. Basic. It's nothing extreme, which I can, like, go. We can walk through that. Uh Yeah. Um, So I would say that would be the preventative. Okay. Um, And then once that isn't hitting home for, like, a daily, like, a baseline, Mm -hmm. then have other um, self-care routines that I engage in when... Um, it's like more reactive. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Can you tell me more about your daily routine? So daily routine, um, I love music. Mm-hmm. So and I love meditating. So I read. I get up very extremely early, like five a.m. Why? <laughs> so well, I work as well. I have a job, but then so I can like do everything I need to do to regulate my body to go out to the world. What's your sign? Um, 
Aquarius. I knew it. <laughs> that's some. That's like the most Aquarian shit. Because yeah. jam, right? Yeah, you're right. The nigga likes to get up early and do shit. Like, yeah. like yeah. goes to the gym, goes to the store, makes a full breakfast. And I'm like struggling to make a smoothie at the last yeah. possible second that I have to be awake. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So. Early mornings to, to make sure that up. you can get your shit together. Yes. So I'm like whole mm-hmm. together before I enter the world. Um, so I read. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a daily meditation and then, um, well, first is my skincare routine. Okay. And then my daily meditation, um, sometimes, most mornings I do stretch. It depends on like how my meditation is going. Um, so yeah, and I stretch. And then um, on my way to work, I just like sing and blast music. Yeah. So that's that's every morning. And then um, after Abel and Ezra are, are in bed, I usually read for about 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then I just take a nice bath or I could journal and read and take a bath. So it just depends. You take like a bath bath? Like a bubble bath. Yeah. Wow. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I told myself that I wanted to be better at taking baths, so maybe you can give yeah. me some tips. Because I'd be sitting in there like, what do I do now? <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know, like bring an activity book or some shit. <laughs> okay. Yes, do you um, try to include um, Abel and Ezra into any parts of your self-care? Absolutely. Um, so we have a facial day. Um, yeah. And I, we have Manny and Petty Day. Uh-huh. So um, those are two things that we do. And then we just have, like, we sit in a circle and we just um, have, like, an open discourse about things. So yeah. it's just safe space where we talk about any and everything that's in our mind. Yeah. So. And will you mind sharing, um, if, if you're comfortable, how old your kids are? They are four. Yes. I love an open discourse with four-year-olds. <laughs> I know, like, it's... It's extreme, like, yeah. What are some things that they even want to have open discourse about? Um, well, it's, you know, they're four, so, <laughs> um, so I have one child. They're, like, completely different, so mm-hmm. Ezra's your typical boy, boy quotation, mm-hmm. um, and then Abel is very, um, how can I put it? He's not your typical child like um boy that some people would like to put that you know Mm -hmm. um, those pronouns on them so we we definitely talk about feelings how we're feeling about certain things or it could just be something as small as um when they come home and I hung up curtains like how do you feel about these curtains or Mm -hmm. well you know how their day was or um if they had a tantrum in Target for some reason, as children do, talk about emotions. Mm-hmm. So, how do you think we could have handled um, those emotions that we spilled mm-hmm. in a healthy manner? Um, teaching them breathing routines um, instead of tantrums, and just talking about it's really any and everything. It's just based. It's mainly based off the day that we had. Okay. Yeah. 
That's very cool. <laughs> I think that's amazing, though. I think, I mean, four is still pretty young. And to be able to know that, like, you have a parent who is willing to listen to you and help you sort through emotions because four, you still have the capacity to have all of these human emotions, but sometimes you don't have the vocabulary. You don't have like the experience with them. So I think that's fantastic that they're getting to kind of have that, like, like let's work on this together. (laughs) I love that. Um, And you kind of, you've kind of touched on this a lot already, but like, how do you take care of your mind, your body, your spirit? You mentioned journaling, you mentioned blasting music, you mentioned screaming in the garage. That's a personal favorite of mine. Um, What um, music wise though, like, do you, um, what are you listening to? Like, what, what do you like to listen to, you know, on your way to work and stuff? Um, So I am a huge fan of trap music yes <laughs> um you know like to feel like you know i sold some drugs and like <laughs> done some things yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah i'm definitely i've always been a fan of trap music um i think i can definitely relate to like the made it out of the mud feeling and like uh-huh. feeling like successful uh-huh. and like it's very like inspiring to me and whether or not like sometimes what they're rapping about may not be true, but it's their story Mm -hmm. or it could be far fetched. Um, for me it's very relatable. Okay. I, I love that you called trap music inspiring. I totally agree though. And I think people like are like, Oh, trap music is about selling drugs. And I'm like, trap music is about survival. Trap music is about like climbing, um, climbing out of like the like you said like the mud of just like what society has put on you what situations you have at home and like trying to make something out of nothing i fucking love that yeah yeah and it also is just boppy as fuck like (laughs) it's inspirational but i also want to shake my ass i mean it's a two for one yeah it's a twofer for me yeah So I love that. Yes. Oh my God. I think you're the first person I've ever met who's been like, yeah, trap music is inspiring because it is. It's so inspiring. I think people like don't hear that because they're like, drugs are bad. I'm like, okay. Okay. But like, they're not talking about necessarily using them. Some of them are, but they're just talking about selling them. Yeah. Because like bills are bills. Yeah. Yeah. Duke Energy doesn't care where you got the money from. Duke Energy just (laughs) wants you to pay your fucking bill. That's true. They're like, we don't take trap trap money. (laughs) (laughs) No, not that money. Yeah, no, we just want taxed money. Like the fuck is that? You know? So yes, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Okay. All right. Um, how do you feel about this? Is a tangent, but like, how do you do? You like um, like Megan The Stallion? Oh, Megan's my favorite okay. female artist. Um, we have the same birthday. Aquarius. <laughs> oh yeah, she's an Aquarius. <laughs> yeah, so I love Megan. Um, she's very raw and real. Mm-hmm. I feel like, um, and then just well, the world. She has let them in on, like, you know, things losing her mother and her grandmother and, like, yeah. the same one. Like, that's yeah. very hard, but still being able to maintain a career, maintain life, and everything didn't 
fall apart for her. And so I think that's mainly why I really, really enjoy her as an entertainer because she has resilience. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. That's- yeah. I really, I, I like Megan because I think that she is like such a real person. Mm-hmm. But I also like, I like how honest she is about, like in her music, she's just like, fuck me like this, don't fuck me like that. And I'm like, okay, thank you. Just give very explicit instructions so that no one is confused. And I appreciate that, you know? Like, nothing wrong with, like, you know, speaking in poems or whatever, but, like, I I don't know. I I think I I like that because it gets people, like, it makes people feel a way. And, um... And I'm like, I think you're just like not cool, necessarily cool with like a woman owning her sexuality and giving you clear instructions. Because if you don't do that shit right, you can't say that you didn't know. Right. (laughs) She literally told you what the fuck was up. You just chose to not listen and that's your own fault, you know? So yeah. Okay. Um, Is there anything else that you do to take care of your mind, your body, your spirit? Um, so I definitely sit in silence a lot as well. Um, I love being in the dark, so a quiet, dark room, um, just to not really think about anything. I give my mind a break, Mm -hmm. so I'm still conscious, but it's just like being free to not be anything other than Mm -hmm. self, so, Mm -hmm a very quiet dark room do you find that because your kids are relatively young um and so i assume that they i don't know just be doing shit but like do you feel like you are surrounded by a lot of noise or (laughs) okay (laughs) that's why i enjoy the quiet so much yeah um because they're four they're running around the entire day. The entire <laughs> day. What is it like to have that kind of energy? That's that's the inspiration for me. <laughs> I just look at them sometimes and I'm like, I need to like eat better and like take better care of myself. <laughs> that needs to be more like more of my self care now because they have so much energy. Yeah. And it's just like I'm upset because they're running around, but maybe they should be upset at me because I'm not running around. <laughs> <laughs> I need more energy. Like, maybe that's how they feel. So, <laughs> Well, they have each other, though. So yeah. at least they're not like, mom, 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 mom. Just oh, like. they are. Oh, they, they are? <laughs> okay. They think that I'm supposed to do everything that they do. Aww. So it's just like, no, I don't want to ride my bike. I can't ride my bike with you guys because that's like, that's just a no-go for us. Yeah. At all, yeah. Abel's like, I'm, I don't want to go fast. I don't want to fall. I don't want to be in the dirt. Um, I don't want to ride in the road. <laughs> Me and Abel are vibing, okay? <laughs> Same, Abel. <laughs> like popping willies, riding. Yes! <laughs> Tumbling in the dirt. Like, I'm just like, and then I'm going to ride my bike with them. Yeah, yeah you got to watch them. <laughs> They're doing wild shit. That's so funny. I remember years ago, I, I babysat these um, these twins from the time they were, I think like they were two to the time they were like seven or eight. And I, I used to like work for like a nannying agency. And so I just, I babysat them throughout these years. And I always found it so fascinating. I don't know if they're actually considered identical, which your twins aren't identical, 
right? No, right. not identical. Um, but they, I mean, they look, they, they, I think they might be identical, but, um, but yeah, so, but like the difference between them is very similar to what you mentioned with Abel and Ezra. Mm-hmm. So they lived in, um, they've since moved, but they lived in this uh, house where the driveway was very steep. So you mm-hmm. pulled into the driveway and you went down a hill to get um, into the, the uh, garage. And so, and it was like a long, it was like a long enough garage or driveway where you could like ride your bike comfortably. Well, a child could ride their bike comfortably. They have an older sister who I think is like two or three years older than them. And so the older sister and one of the twins would um, be trying to do all sorts of wild shit like Ezra, right? Like, like let's build a ramp, you know, let's, let's ride down this hill with our feet off the pedals, like all this shit. And I remember like they're they're doing that and like their their parents were really great and then their parents were like, Yeah, I mean if they come home if they're like dirty and if they are like playing, you know, hard outside, we love that. Like we really love mm-hmm. them to pl- be able to play and that's one reason why we bought this house, right? Mm-hmm. Um and uh, and then <laughs> but the, the other twin looks at me and goes, I don't like to go fast. And I, was like, <laughs> and I wasn't like pushing him at all to try to go fast but he just like looks at me and just hands me this information yeah I don't like to go fast and I don't like to do that um I don't want to go down that hill fast um I'm just gonna ride my bike slowly and enjoy myself <laughs> and I was like go for it man I was like yeah he was just like that's just not really necessary to me um and then they would all like all you know the two more active ones would be like let's race and the other one was like I will not be racing (laughs) and I was like and you gotta respect that you know like (laughs) like know thyself you know don't don't put yourself in a stressful situation for no reason you know so I love that Abel's just like no I will not I will not be partaking but thank you so much (laughs) for the invitation (laughs) Yeah, it's funny. Alrighty, um, and so uh, mind, uh, mind, body, spirit. You mentioned um, eating. Something that I think about a lot recently, because I've been thinking about kids a lot recently, is like, do you eat the same things as your kids, or do your kids eat the same things as you? It's both, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay. So I grew up in a household, or mm, I wouldn't say the household. Um, but like an era where children were to be seen, not heard. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, you can't have what adults have. Oh yeah. The adults Um, have steaks. The kids have hamburgers. Yeah. I hate, I hate that, Mm -hmm. um, mindset, you know? So, um, Abel and Ezra, they were, we were all vegan for a while. Oh, cool. Um, so it was it's been more difficult, you know, managing their diet Mm -hmm. because of co-parenting with their father. Yeah. Um, but when they're home, it's like getting them back on a schedule of like what we eat. So I cook dinner for everyone. So that helps with my diet because I don't want them to consume. And it's back to the self care. I should care that what I'm eating as well too. Right. 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 (laughs) Um, they don't, I don't want them to consume certain things, so we do eat the same things. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I'm at home with them throughout the week, I find it very hard for me to actually eat a, a meal because I'm so, like, busy running around. Um, 
trying to like make sure everything's okay in the house Mm -hmm. you know making sure they're good um so sometimes i just have a protein shake okay but definitely for dinner um we have the same things okay yeah i know some parents um just give their kids just different food and i'm like Mm -hmm. that's a lot of effort to me i don't know (laughs) to like make a make a whole nother meal like mm. no yeah so it helps me balance my diet because you know of course you don't want to give lower your children down with you know sugars Mm -hmm. a lot of salts a lot of additives so Mm -hmm. a lot of processing so yeah that's pretty cool actually like they're making me become healthy like i learned so much from them and we just help each other out so that's why we're like best friends (laughs) oh i love it um if you don't mind my asking you mentioned like the way like you know obviously you you co-parent not obviously you co-parent um and there are probably definite differences between Mm -hmm. you know um their father's like um parenting style and then your parenting style um do you notice like do you notice a shift in them? Because you mentioned like, oh, us getting back to our eating routine whenever mm-hmm. I guess they've they've come from spending time with their with their dad. Like, do you feel like that is part of like a, a part of a cycle, or do you feel like it's like damage control? Does that make sense? Um, like them being back regulated is damage control. Yeah, yeah. Like, is okay. it just like, oh, you know, like, you know, at your dad's house, you eat chicken, you eat meat, mm-hmm. and then at our house, we don't do that. Is it like, is it just like, that's just like two different ways that, you know, you're living, or does it feel like there is some damage control that has to happen? Not necessarily food related, mm-hmm. um, but whenever you're, whenever you have like picked them up or, you know, cut them. Um, so I have definitely come to realize that. Um, with co-parenting and co-parenting with someone I was never in a relationship with, never planned to be in a relationship with, mm-hmm. it's more of a reality check once I get back, get them back home with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I respect how other people decide to raise or rear their children. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's difficult when you're co-parenting with someone and you guys are like extremely different. Yeah. So, um, I just remind them like, Hey, you're home. So as soon as they get in the car, we repeat what, how we behave at home and our routine, our night routine, because when I pick them up, it's six thirty, So they're about to go to sleep as soon as they get home. basically. Um, so I do everything. Um, so I guess it would be a little bit of both um, because I live in a reality for right now um, that our parenting styles are extremely different. Mm-hmm. So I'm very honest with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I tell them like, hey, we don't scream. We're not we're not going to scream. We're going to express. So I need you to talk to me. Mm-hmm. Remember that we can talk to one another. You don't have to be afraid to come to me. And express your needs and your wants. I love that. We don't scream, we express. Yes, absolutely. Those are good things, notes for adults as well. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. Like, 
and then with parenting, um, once, you know, parents, we can get frustrated, you know, sometimes or upset at our children. Um, and just, I, how can I teach them not to scream when I'm screaming at them? Uh, okay. So just, We're preaching. We're preaching. Let's yes. go. <laughs> so, um, we've learned to breathe, breathing together. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's definitely helped me when I'm like frustrated. Once I told them to pick up a toy for the 80th time today, um, not screaming at them, you know, maybe they're frustrated and I'm frustrated. So why haven't you picked up the toy? And then we can move from there mm-hmm. or you're upset. Let's breathe together or just me breathing along <laughs> before I address the issue. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so just getting them back on track is very essential to start off our week. So there aren't a lot of frustrations within the house. So the energy is centered and it's where it should be because exchanging energies from one household mm-hmm. um, to where your home is, um, it can be stressful, not only for me, for them. And I had yeah. to take that into account. Yeah. Children do have emotions, so I'm sure it's, I know it's hard on them once they're going to a household where they don't get sodas, they don't get candy, they don't have a free range to sit in front of a tablet all day. Mm-hmm. We talk, yeah. <laughs> we have activities, we learn, we play, all of these other things, so that could be very stressful, it is stressful on them. Mm-hmm. So just mindful of everyone's emotions involved helps regulate Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, recognizing them as full sentient human beings who have emotions and who can get stressed out, I think is wonderful. I think that's something that a lot of us um, missed out on as kids. Like you mentioned that you grew up with like, you know, children should be seen and not heard. And I think that's part of that uh, philosophy is something that ill equips children who will be adults, <laughs> ill equips children to be able to actually express themselves and to know themselves and to be able mm-hmm. to, um, to not have to <laughs> retroactively do all this work on ourselves to be able to, okay, you're right, we we express, we don't yell, you know, like, that's just something that a lot of us, um, and I think our parents, in general, like, I say us because a lot of our parents are around the same age, Mm -hmm. Um, like, a lot of us just didn't really have, because our parents had that philosophy of, like, I tell you what to Mm -hmm. do, I tell Mm -hmm. you what to eat, I tell you when you're full, I tell you when to do this. And Mm -hmm. the whole long, like, you know, children, we were just trying to go along with whatever our parents said, but we didn't know why. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And like just saying, you know, green beans are healthy, like doesn't do shit for me, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I think that um, treating children as human beings Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And as future adults is mm-hmm. very wonderful. And I think that even at the young age of four is entirely possible. And I think you're showing that. All right. Um, and then what are some things that you need to improve on in self-care? Um, so I would have to say extending more grace to myself. Okay. A small victory or sticking to a routine, even if it 
even after I wasn't able to read my book for 30 minutes and mm-hmm. I could only handle 15 minutes mm-hmm. um, with the mind frame of where I was at the time mentally, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> not beating myself up about that. Okay. Uh, so praising myself that I was able to stick to my routine somewhat. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, definitely extending myself more grace is something that I sh- need to work on. Yeah. <laughs> You mentioned earlier feeling um, guilty about essentially taking time for yourself, taking space for yourself. Um, But then this kind of seems a little bit different, right? Because if you're hard on yourself for taking the time, taking the space, um, and then hard on yourself for maybe not taking enough time or enough space or properly, do you feel like there's like a happy medium for you or do you feel like that's something that's always going to be kind of pulling you in those two different directions? Um, I think the root of it is not feeling guilty. Number one about self care, taking time from, and then within that, it's just like, well, you took time for yourself, but you didn't do it right. You know, Mm. your ego, like speaking to you in a um, negative way. And so just positive talking my ego and extending grace is something that I have to become better at um, Mm -hmm. because it just counteracts one another when you're like, okay, doing self-care. But then the other side of it is, you know, um, just positive talking your ego. And for me, it's just extending grace. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. Positive talking your ego. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) What are some things that you excel at in self-care? I would say getting back to my authentic self. So things that I do within my Mm -hmm. self-care routine, it definitely helps me um, get back to who I am as that lost parts of me that, well, parts of me that I thought were lost. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I find them through self-care, so I definitely excel with that. All right. Well, we did it. We answered the questions. You answered the questions. Um, I really love your perspective on um, prioritizing yourself um, and on also just teaching by example with your kids. And I'm, I'm honestly like obsessed with the idea of like sitting on the floor with two four-year-olds and having like an intelligible conversation Yes. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I, I think that I, that also probably makes them feel really special and like knowing that they're heard too. Mm-hmm. I don't remember a lot about being four, but I definitely know that my mom wasn't or my dad wasn't doing that with me. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. I remember like learning how to tie my shoe or something. Yeah. <laughs> but um. But yeah. So I think that's really, really wonderful that you're, you're um. You're leading leading by example with that and um, enabling yourself to be a good guide to your tiny humans. And actually, I don't know, every time I look at them, I'm like, they're getting larger, like they're growing. Why are they doing that? That's wild. (laughs) Like, (laughs) uh, Jam sent me a picture of them holding the, um, those Nerf guns. Yes, yeah. (laughs) Yes, Ezra is actually 4'2". Mind you, I'm five two. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yikes! Yes. 
Yeah, um, and uh, Abel, he's three, five, so. Okay. He's it's a, a difference. So. Yeah. Wow. Are they, is their dad tall? He's like average. Oh, okay. He's like maybe five, ten, maybe six foot. I'm not sure. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, but he's not like a giant or anything. No. <laughs> wow. Wow. Every time, every time I'm just like, oh my God, they're like, I don't know, potty train now. Like, I don't know. <laughs> because I think I've only really been around them like that one time for maybe it was like their second birthday, I think. Yes. Yeah. And so they were, you know, they were, they were two and like yes. just so much development happens between, you know, in the first like four or five years. Like, it's just, yeah. it's wow. They have teeth, you know, like <laughs> they can like go to the bathroom by themselves. Like they can kind of dress themselves. It's just fucking wild. And so I just remember all the shade that I was thrown <laughs> and like, well, I think it was like Abel was looking like, who is this bitch? Yep, that's yep. <laughs> and would like look at me from around the corner and then like Ezra was like hi welcome to our home here's yeah. a crayon you yeah. know <laughs> that, please that's come it. sit yeah. down and I was like oh this is so amazing <laughs> and they were like I don't know who you are and Abel was like I don't know if I care who you are <laughs> yeah I get that some mornings too yeah Abel has a lot of spice <laughs> Like, do you have beef with me? Like, so what's up? Like, I ask him. I ask him that all the time. Like, so what's going on? Yeah, so it's fun. Definitely two different individuals for sure. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> all right. So we're moving on to Manifestation Mash. Da da da. Da da da. Which means I have to stop retwisting my hair. <laughs> Um, and write some shit down. Okay, so there are four categories in Manifestation Mash. The first is geographically, where would you like to live? The second category is um, career-wise, dream activity, what would you like to do? Does not have to be tied to capitalism, so it's, I don't know, nap for the rest of your life, go off. Um, this, the third category is home building. Where would you like to, what kind of building would you like to live in? Yes. Um, and then the fourth category is legacy. What would you like your legacy to be? Um, and then once you, um, name four for each category, you'll choose a number and we'll I'll go through and eliminate until there's one in each category and that will be your quote unquote life all right let's get to it (laughs) so first one is geography geographically where would you like to live um so I don't like being too hot (laughs) um but that's like everywhere but I love the beach okay so beach um so name four correct yes okay so the city okay um i don't know i just want to live everywhere like (laughs) i've always had this dream of having a home like right center of woods okay so yeah (laughs) 
<laughs> so not necessarily the mountains, but yeah, it's like in a forest or yeah, yeah. it's a small shack, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm. Mm. I think I would like to. Mm. Where I am now, I love it. I live out in the country, so yeah. All right. And next is doing. What do you want to be doing? Um. So, art. So, an artist. Um. And then. Hmm. I want to, I would like to eventually do a TED talk. That's like super random. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I guess public speaking. Okay. Um, what, uh, do you have a particular subject for the TED talk? It would most likely be childhood trauma. Um, mm-hmm. so, and just the, the beauty that can come out of that state. Yeah. Um, so artist. Oh, personal stylist, designer. Don't you yeah. already do that? I do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but like doing it like full time would be like a dream. Um, and then mm, nothing. Like Ooh, I don't yeah. have to do anything. That part. Just being free to do, just to be. Mm-hmm. Be back. Yeah. All right. Um, home building. Home building. Um, I like industrial like buildings. Mm-hmm. So that would be one. Um, and the tiny homes. Yes. <laughs> I love those. (laughs) Yes, they're so cool. I'm going to actually, like, that's, uh, I always get excited whenever there's, like, someone Airbnbs or whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like, uh, yeah, next month I'm uh, taking a trip to Durham and I found a little tiny home and I was like, yes, reserve. (laughs) And it's so cute. I'm just so excited. Like, I don't care if I'm not, if I, like, see no one else, I'm just going to be, like, in my fucking tiny home. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I, I want it. to hear how it goes. Oh my god, it's so adorable. <laughs> I'm going to take well, I always say I'm going to take mad pictures and then I take like 5 and then I never post them. Yeah. So maybe I'll be better. <laughs> I'm actually the worst about that, but but yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Anyways, okay, so a tiny house. Um I'm not big on like even though I live in a house right now, mm-hmm. I'm not like really. I just like apartments. So, okay. um, a brownstone. Ooh. In a loft. I mean, they're like all typically they're like yeah. the same things, but. <laughs> I love that though. So you like kind of more. Um, what's that word? If like efficient spaces, like tiny homes have to be super efficient and like. Everything, minimally, everything has a place. And mm-hmm. I love, I do think industrial buildings are, like, super cool. Like Yes, yes. That's cool. And a loft. Okay. 
in a city. Okay. And then <laughs> legacy. Um, legacy. Oh. Um, definitely like being a free thinker. I guess mental freedom and free thinkers is essentially the same thing. Um, I don't know, just being a badass. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, let's see. Art, music. Um, you mentioned earlier that you would love to be an artist. Do you have a particular medium that you prefer? mediums um so i use acrylic and then well it's really mixed media because i do a lot of hand wiring um with art so like um like the wire that you typically would see um in jewelry Mm -hmm. so i use that wire and i like create designs on canvases or that's uh, so cool i would love to see some of your stuff that sounds amazing um and then i singe so i, I play with fire oh okay <laughs> so yeah every um every piece that i have i singe okay so i send the canvas singe the canvas okay um and it's kind of like the idea that nothing in life is perfect mm-hmm. so adding imperfections and then making it beautiful is what i like to do okay yeah. I love that. I would love to see some of your stuff. I didn't know that about you. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, music. I'm actually teaching Abel and Ezra right now how to read music. Okay. So, like, the, they're four. So, understanding the concepts of, like, a whole note happening. Yeah. Um, Do you play, like, piano or anything? Clarinet. Clarinet. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. No way. Yes. Yeah. Did I, I know that about you? That's so cool. I don't know. I, don't know. I literally, I like, I have a degree in music right? education and my principal yeah. instrument is oh. bass clarinet. Oh, Hi, so- bass clarinet. <laughs> We're a fan. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Got way too excited about that. That's so cool. So you're teaching them some music. Yeah. And kids yeah. definitely have the capacity, I mean, to, yeah. to read it. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, I feel like I'm forgetting things. There's but- one more. Okay. One more um, for legacy. Let's see. Mm, I would have to say, like, truly knowing yourself. Okay. So, of course, that goes into, like, just knowing you, not being afraid to know who you are, like, finding who you are, um, and doing things authentically. Okay, so like kind of being your authentic self? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Alrighty. So now I'll pick a number between uh, one and nine. Uh, six. Six, all right. So every six, I'm going to count down, eliminate number six. Okay. And I'll, I'll tell you as I eliminate them. Okay. TED Talk, public speaking. Loft. City. No. 
industrial home space. Authentic self. <clears throat> and what I would like to say about all of these eliminations is that just because they're getting crossed off, obviously it doesn't mean that they aren't something that is going to not exist. It's yeah. entirely possible to exist in this universe. Anyways. Nothing. <laughs> Just complete. <laughs> you won't be doing something. <laughs> Beach. Brownstone. So for home building, we have tiny home. Ooh, fun, that's fun. spicy. They're so cute. I just, I love tiny homes. I don't know that I necessarily would want to live, live in one though. Yeah. Yeah. Artist. So for doing, we have what you're already doing, personal stylist. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Free thinker. Art, music. So for legacy, we have badass. All right. <laughs> All right. You ready? Yes. You are going to have a tiny home in the middle of the woods or forest. Um, you'll be a personal stylist and you will be known for being a badass. I love it. I love it for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Congratulations. Thanks. Um, alrighty. So next up we have um, advice. If you have advice about literally anything. Anything. Um, it would be trusting yourself. Yeah. Um, and then within trusting yourself, trusting the process um, mm -hmm. and not letting fear take the lead in your life. Like, mm, wow. No, okay. You did not yeah. have to do a, a targeted ad at me. <laughs> Yikes. That hurt my feelings. <laughs> no, seriously. Like every, because I've lived in fear for so long. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of things that I did in my past were based off fear. Uh -huh. So now when I do any and everything, it's like, am I doing this because I am afraid? Mm -hmm. Or am I doing this because I actually want to do this? Yeah. So like, just not living in fear um, is definitely something that is, I feel like, great advice. If I would have heard that at 10, mm -hmm. you, know, you know, it would have made a difference. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. Do you, um, you mentioned a few times that, um, like feeling overwhelmed, sorry, my dog is chasing her tail right here, <laughs> like out of all the places in the house. Um, do you feel like, um, like you mentioned being overwhelmed and like basically like having like panic attacks and like anxiety, do you feel like the leading with fear is what contributes to that or is like the cause of that or vice versa? Like the anxiety is what causes you to lead with fear. Does that make sense? Yes, yeah, so I believe leading um, with fear causes anxiety. Okay. Attacks or panic attacks. Mm -hmm. uh, 
So just, you know, because when you lead in fear, you're not being your authentic self. Mm -hmm. So there's something that needs to be regulated. So it was going to cause you to like not have an appetite or Mm. however it comes out or shows. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's really, thank you for that personal advice for me only. (laughs) 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 That's something that I've been working on a lot lately though. Like um, I am someone who has anxiety. And so the, the first foot out the door is really just, fear um and so trying to leave less with fear and dig deeper instead of just being like i'm scared or i'm anxious or i'm worried or whatever it's just like what's the root of that like let's walk through it you know absolutely yeah definitely that's good um and then finally promotions tell me all the dope shit that you do um because i know you do a lot (laughs) so um i paint Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a writer, so I have a blog and I write poetry. Mm-hmm. What's um, the name of your so, blog? Um, it's called Baby Mama. So <laughs> it was really like because I think that term is like very funny and like very it can be very offensive. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really just the basis of like being more than just a baby mama, and so like wow. within the title I have mom in parentheses. So it's just um. It's a lot of truth. So it's an open and like a safe space to like be expressive of how, you know, motherhood and then relationships, my childhood, all of this is um, correlating with being a parent, being a mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that link is actually in the bio of my Instagram. Okay. You can follow me at RT underscore. H E R A P Y, so it's like reads art therapy. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was retail therapy, and then I just <laughs> I wish <laughs> it just occurred to me that that is not correct. <laughs> like, I love what? retail therapy. Okay, so wow, yeah. thank you for spelling that one out for me. Okay, so R R T underscore uh, underscore therapy, basically, basically, okay. yeah. Yeah. Cool, cool. <laughs> yeah. So you can see my cute kiddos as well on there. So, yeah. So, and I'm a full-time mommy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, those are all the things that I that I do. I'm actually about to start making rugs. So, I'm so, yeah. so, I thought that would be a great way to, well, a great display of art. Yeah. Uh, and it's fun. Do you so. have one of those those guns mm-hmm. my yeah. cousin is an artist and she has one of those and i think it's like the most fascinating i don't even i don't understand how it works but like yeah. <laughs> most fascinating tool she made this like kind of big tapestry with uh, one of her art pieces or whatever for it so i'm definitely interested in seeing what you do with that yes. um cool do you have anything else that you want to promote like any other uh, instagram pages or i don't know you have your blog you don't have to. I just, yeah. I, I know that you do kind of a lot of cool shit. Yeah, um, mostly everything is on um, my Instagram. Okay. I did start a consignment shop for Abel and Ezra, and yeah. it was maybe, um, it kind of got lost in like every other thing that I was managing in my life at the time. Uh-huh. Um, but it's mostly like, it's not really a consignment shop for me to profit off of. Oh. It's more like, yes, there's prices. You can get an outfit, I think, for like, two to four dollars for your children um but it's mostly to help out single parents 
Yeah. So it's like no pressure. Like if I you love the someone, yes, there's prices. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like if you know someone that needs children's clothing, mm-hmm. um, they have, Abel and Ezra have a consignment page, um, okay. and I try to buy gender neutral clothing um, for them. That way, you know, any child would be able to wear them. Yeah. So yeah. And that's all that I'm doing right now. Very cool. <laughs> Is it? Do you find it difficult to find gender neutral clothing? One hundred percent. Because I feel like yes. everything is literally like this is the boy section, and it's like I don't know. Whenever they they have like those graphic tees that say just stupid shit, I'm like, why would you <laughs> even put that on a child? Like yes, this kid yeah. can't read, and you're like. <laughs> stud master what the fuck who does that it's so weird yes yeah um i found places like old navy um is super well it's just, i don't want to say super gender neutral um but you definitely have to dig so i shop in both sections okay the girl and the boy yeah um, because my children are completely different yeah um so within collabing everything together yeah. in the children's section i find neutral items for them mm-hmm. um and h&m is amazing um, oh, really? with neutral things for both of my children um mm-hmm. mostly able mm-hmm. so yeah because he doesn't um ezra he really doesn't like pink you know yeah like i said your traditional boy uh-huh. and other being loves pink so it's like okay if i shop in the boys section you know then i really don't have a lot of pink options yeah i think like it's a i don't think that it's a small gesture that you quote allow um Mm -hmm. your kids to wear pink like i think that's actually a very huge deal i remember my dad is so funny so i'm i'm the eldest but all my younger siblings are boys um now men and my dad was dead set and he still believes this to this day because we're not going to argue with him about it that yellow (laughs) is a girl color yeah and i was like it's literally the color of the sun like what are you talking about it's just it's (laughs) it's like to me it's like such a a neutral color because like what the fuck it's yellow like it's you mix it with things and you get more colors why would you even and so my mom would like you know buy a cute little outfit it'd be yellow and he's like there's no son of mine that's wearing yellow and it was just like (laughs) where did you get like the idea that like and and i think that's just i mean a bigger discussion but like the idea of like colors specifically non-historically like feminine or masculine colors Mm -hmm. and you're like yellow that's a girl color like what the fuck (laughs) where did we get that where did you get that from like what yeah Yeah, like who hurt you and they were wearing yellow right like that must have been it right and so from then on you were like fuck yellow it was just like the wildest thing so i think it's like (laughs) i so i think like you know um getting pink clothes um and you know i don't know unicorns or some shit Mm -hmm. um for for your kids is is also very fantastic (laughs) yeah Um, i've been thinking about um uniforms because of like the whole bullying you know mm -hmm. you know children entering school 
And it's very, I would be, it would be unrealistic to say that it it doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. Um, You would just hope that it didn't. Um, Yeah. So just, you know, playing it safe with uniforms, even though they are not attending a school Mm -hmm. that they have to wear a uniform. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but then it's just like, what am I teaching my child if I put them in a uniform because I'm afraid, you know? Yeah. Like, leading fear again. Like, yeah. So, kind of, I mean, I, I do understand that, though. Like, trying to protect them from, um, I'm not going to say the inevitable because I would never want to mm-hmm. speak that. But, like, trying to protect them from the likely um, of being bullied or um, or anything like that. And, you know, as someone who has taught children, I don't have a solution, Yeah. you know, because it's like I I do think that it takes like a team effort. Right. Mm -hmm. Because like you can send your kids um, in clothes that they feel good about themselves in because it feels like it matches their aesthetic, their style. It feels affirming to them. And you can tell them all you want. You know, it doesn't matter what anyone say, but like ultimately they're around these people 40 hours a week, right? Mm-hmm. And like, whether it, you know, whether don't care what anyone thinks is pounded into your head or not, you're, you're gonna. Absolutely. Um, and you can have all the talks you want to with the, with the parent, with the kids, but, or the, excuse me, the teacher, but like ultimately the kids are gonna say what they're gonna say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. I think that would, that's something that, um, I don't know, I, I think about and consider with kids who maybe aren't following the gender roles that, you know, society is putting on them. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like, I don't know how, I hate using the word, but how brave um, they have to be and like how that's also not fair. Like, it's not fair that you have to be brave to like express yourself and be comfortable in your skin and be comfortable in your clothes. And so, um, but I think it makes a huge difference whenever your parents or your parent Mm -hmm. is like affirming and loving and is able to help you kind of work through that because that's kind of just a tough thing to do. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on this podcast and for the wisdom and the insight that you've imparted. It's been really, really wonderful. Um, And y'all can follow back on um, RT underscore therapy as in in art therapy. Um, And I'll tag all of that stuff whenever I post it. Um, And yeah, I really appreciate it. Um, yes. Peace, y'all. Um, Ashe and Namaste. Thank you. Yeah.